This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. This takeover, which has been rumbling on for a few days now, and it's actually a saga that's been going on for years now. Mike Ashley has been trying to sell the club since 2017. Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund, the public investment fund, and just as an interesting aside, His Excellency Yasser al-Ramayan is actually the governor of the public investment fund. He's also the chairman of Gulf Saudi. Yes, And we were over in Saudi about two two months ago, and uh, he was obviously there Mm -hmm. holding court with the likes of Gary Player and Greg Norman. So he is very much involved on a governmental level over in uh, Saudi Arabia and they're making some big investments in the world of sport. This, of course, Chris, ties into Saudi's plan to invest heavily in the Absolutely. world of sport. Absolutely. Make no mistake about it. From a footballing standpoint, Rob, this is a potential game changer. This could potentially change the face of English football and I mean that sincerely. £300 million deal. It has been reported that a £17 million non-refundable deposit has already been paid to my Ashley, the Premier League are going through their owners and directors test right now for these owners we are edging ever closer and a man who will definitely have an opinion on this he's a local lad is what he is he is a man that's played over 260 times, 265 to be exact over two spells, eight years he started his wonderful career at the football club, it is a great honour to say a very good afternoon as is over there in the UK to Mr Lee Clark Lee, great to have you on the show Good evening, lads. You okay? Yeah, very well indeed, Lee. Listen, first and foremost, welcome. I think it's your debut on Offscript Extra Time. And let's delve straight into this because, well, let's start, Lee. You are a well-connected man, a player that served that club with great distinction. From what you're hearing of this, it's only a matter of time before this deal is done, correct? Yeah, it's the first time it's got to this stage. Um, it's, it's in the hands of the Premier League now. Mike's uh, accepted the deal. The, the, the documents are all signed. Uh, the deposit, non-refundable, as you just said there, is 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 being paid. So it's just the you know the fit and proper persons test that the Premier League um, will we'll be looking at about the new owners, and, and that will be if on Saturday everything's happy with that, the new ownership will, will take charge of the football club. I know there's some crazy money in football at the moment, Lee, and uh, there's some big players involved in this deal, but 17 million quid as a deposit that's non-refundable is not the kind of thing that just goes missing in, uh, and kind of gets forgotten about. So we can kind of assume that now that that's been downpaid and let's, let's hope all the boxes are ticked. I mean, this is going to happen. What's your emotion as someone who is, is so passionate about Newcastle United, has such a connection there, such a history there at the club, What's your emotion uh, on on the kind of brink of this deal going through? I think it's like most Newcastle fans, uh, there's a lot of excitement. I mean, obviously, I've got uh, knowledge of the game, being both a player, a coach and a manager. So that somewhat gets a little bit tempered because you understand uh, it's not just going to be these new people and consortium take over and all of a sudden, you know, the top, top players of, of world football are going to come. Um, and that's not because of the financial reasons. Uh, they all want to play in the Champions League. So the club has to be built and it has to be improved uh, it, in terms of its Premier League position, but also the infrastructure of the football club, both the training ground for the first team and the academy need to be brought in the 21st century. Uh, you know, I can speak about that. Um, quite knowledgeable because obviously my son's in the academy at Newcastle. And so I get to see, um, I'm quite 
I'm down there quite a bit and obviously get to see uh, all the other modern training facilities around the Premier League and I know that we're, we're falling a little bit behind them and obviously uh, the same with the first team. So for me, the infrastructure is crucial but also the improvement of the squad, which I think they'll do. But it'll obviously have to be on a gradual basis. You're absolutely right, Lee, and we'll maybe touch on that infrastructure around the city as well, because there's no doubt the Abu Dhabi Royals, when you look at Manchester City, the Etihad campus, and what they've done to rejuvenate a certain section, a certain area of Manchester. I want to touch, though, on something that you said, Lee. You're absolutely spot on. A former player, coach, a manager, you represented the likes of Huddersfield. What a job you did there. So you know better than most what a manager goes through. And I want to ask about Steve Bruce. I was interested to read and listen to Graham Souness this past few hours saying that Steve Bruce deserves an opportunity to give it a good go. Where do you sit on this? Because if new owners come in and we assume there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for the football manager, is Steve long term the manager that you think should be trusted with said funds? I think Steve needs to be given the chance. Um, with you know, He's done well this season with very limited resources. Uh, signings that were probably made in the summer before he took the job because obviously it took a long time to appoint him um, and I think that uh, it'll be very similar to what Manchester City done in my opinion or should be in that they came in they gave Mark Hughes an opportunity they started the influx of the, 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 the better players to improve the squad and then Mark realised and knew straight away um, that he, he was under pressure to deliver results and deliver positions in the league and that means getting into the European positions can you possibly go and win a cup um, and then you can you can start knocking on the door for the uh, more, even more higher profile players but I think Steve um, deserves an opportunity because as I said he hasn't had a lot to play with finance wise he's got the team you know, in a strong position in comparison to where it's been in the last four or five years Um and give him that chance, and but obviously he'll know. He's an experienced manager. He knows the situation. He knows that potentially his job's under threat from the first day with the new consortium coming in because they might want their own guy straight mm-hmm. away. Or he, if he does get given the job, you know he's going to have to hit the ground running because I, I, you know, I, I think it's. Uh, from the outside and listening to what they're about in their business life, these people, they don't want to hang around. They want to get things done quickly, but in, 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 in the right way. Parallels, I think, Lee, to be drawn with, with Abu Dhabi uh, in, in a way because of the level of investment that's gone into sport and, and Saudi Arabia in the last 18 months or so have invested millions and millions of pounds in sport. I mean, with the best will in the world, you're right in saying that Steve has to hit the ground running, that his job is on the line. Are you expecting, is, is the temptation to think that with the likes of Pochettino available, Max Allegri, of course, another former manager of Newcastle, Rafa Benitez, is out of work. Do you think they'll make a statement like that to try and come in and say, right, this is what we're about. We're serious because time is of the essence and they'll want Newcastle yeah. to, to, to break through that glass ceiling, won't they? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I'd like to personally see Steve give given a chance yeah. over a period of time to improve himself with, with the funds. Um, if that isn't going to be the case, and you know exactly from day one, there's a new man for me, Pochettino is an outstanding candidate. Um, he's he's done brilliant with Spurs. He's done brilliant with the uh, um, with lack of funds while they were you know going into the new stadium. Um, he's done brilliant with the academy in terms of the younger players and also bringing younger players from other 
uh, clubs around uh, the UK. He knows the game and uh, in, in the Premier League. And for me, you know, with the exception of his last few few months at Spurs, he was an outstanding manager for them, and, and he was also an outstanding manager for Southampton. So, he's, for me, he's if they're going to do it. I don't want them to. I want them to see if Steve can be given a chance. But if it wasn't going to be the case and they say no from our first day, we want a new manager, Pochettino for me. We look at the big six and almost that. We look at it, even though you look at the trials and tribulations of the likes of Arsenal this season. I know it seems a long time ago, Lee, but even Manchester United as well have had their struggles this season. But it's, it's almost seen to be a club where with financial fair play coming in, there was something of a shutting of the door to the outside. Leicester, of course, incredibly winning the league a few years back. But how much would it take to get Newcastle back? I know when you were playing for them, they were challenging for the league title. How much would it take to get them to challenge once again for the league title? How much investment are we talking? Oh, a, lot. a lot. Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. If you're asking me for them to challenge Man City and Liverpool in this world, Man um, United look like they could be on their way back. Um, you know, in Chelsea's of this world, Spurs, you know, even though things haven't gone so great in the last few months for them, a massive investment because there's been a lack of investment over many, many years in the first team squad. And as I said in the just so, you know, those players that are currently in Newcastle deserve a lot of credit for uh, the way they've just gone about their business, kept the kept the club in the Premier League with a difficult situation. You know, the, the relationship between their supporters and, and ownership was non-existent. In fact, you know, it was uh, it, it got volatile at times. So it was a difficult atmosphere to play under for those players. I think then as well, from a playing point of view, they'll be excited. Yeah. You, you, you want to be challenged. You want to have better players coming into your dressing room on a regular basis. You want to have these players to play alongside. That improves you as a player. Your level of performance has to go. Team with better players makes you a better player. It becomes easier the game. So um, I think they, over a period of time, especially lads who've been there over the last three or four years, um, you know, they've wanted a bit of help. Players who go by the wayside who, you know, be serviced the requirements for where the club and the ownership want to take the club over a period of time. It's not... Um, it is exciting, is what it is, Lee. I think that's the one thing that we can say. And the last one from me, if I may, we often talk about what, and I know firsthand what a huge club Newcastle United is. Perhaps hasn't had the trophies to back that up. You've played for the football club. You're from that neck of the woods. For anyone listening to our show this evening over here in Dubai and across the United Arab Emirates, in your own words, Lee, give me a semblance of just what a, a special club. And in actual fact, Lee's gone. We've lost Lee. So that was going to be the best question of the night, I think. But he's gone. <laughs> Don't he was worry. getting scared by it. No, no, no. He, I think he was having a few troubles with the line. Um, but we do we'll thankfully get him back. We've heard from the player. It's now time to hear from the fan. Yeah, Neil Mitchell, good friend of this uh, particular show. Good friend of Dubai, one of 3.8. Dentist by day. Newcastle fan runs through him. The black and white runs through him. So it does. Former chairman of the uh, Newcastle United Supporters Trust. Great to have him with us on the line. Good evening to you, Neil. Good evening, Chris. Great to have you on the line. Cock a hoop, I'm sure, my friend. How many somersaults have you been doing or have you reined that back uh, until this deal let, is done let, and dusted? Let's get it done. I've been here before. <laughs> we've been, we've been here know, very Neil? close before. Ha- has it this been this close? Further than this is further than it's, than it's ever got. Yeah. Um, how, how, far, how close are we talking? Are we right on the precipice here? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's paperwork. Yeah, and, right. and my understanding is it, it, in spite of all the the noise that's being made, I'm pretty confident it will go through. 
Yeah, of course, B in Sports, worth just touching on this briefly. B in Sports over in Qatar, of course, they are the rights holders in the Middle East for the English Premier League. They have, or the chairman of that particular establishment, has written letters to all 20 Premier League clubs. I'm not going to go into all the details on this because I think it's pretty much well documented what the issues are. They've said, well, we want to just put on record our, I guess, disdain, our, I guess, not, they're not really accepting of this. They have warned Premier League clubs of all of this. We don't expect that to be a problem. We expect Premier League to probably enforce that Saudi Arabia needs to kind of maybe fall in line, but you don't expect, Neil, from what you know of the situation, for that to be a potential deal-breaker. What I'd say about that complaint is glass houses and stones. Yeah. Hasn't there been, been uh, investigations into World Cup rights at the moment? And mm-hmm. that against? So, you know, this is, this is, it's complicated, and there's lots of stuff being thrown at the fans. You know, from a fan's perspective, we, we, Newcastle fans aren't here to solve the world. No. All, and, and football fans aren't here to solve the world. We're here to support our football club. And in fact, that 90 minutes we get on a Saturday is the thing that some people use to get away from the world, mm. just for that time. And we want some joy in, in to, to actually wrestle some joy back into the club and the joy in supporting Newcastle United. And sport is being very much missed by its absence at the moment in this time. And then to have all sorts of stuff being chucked at, with, at the minute, I'm telling you what it's going to do. It's going to create a siege mentality within Newcastle United. And the fans are going to turn around and say, right, you don't like it? Bye-bye. We'll get on with it. Neil, this may sound like a bit of a this may sound like a bit of a stupid question because at the end of the day we're talking football and what is football essentially? It's eleven men or women running across that white line and playing a football match for ninety minutes. That being said, what does the Newcastle fans, you included, what's number one on your list? Is it a better playing squad? Is it, dare I say, a better manager? Is it the infrastructure around the city? What do these new owners need to do in order to bring smiles to faces? Pride. Give all our pride back. We've had 13 years in the Mike Ashley where we've been turned into an asinine steel business. We've had the soul stripped out of the club. Just put a smile back on our faces by giving them that back. Show you that. Show us that you care as much as we care. We don't demand anything. We've not won a thing since 1969. That's amazing. And yet, you can still fill St James's Park on a regular basis. That city, that club, is the heartbeat of the city. It literally stands in the centre of the town, and there is a, there's a there's a synergy between the city the community and the club. And and if you get that and come in as an owner and you get that and you understand the very different ways you can make that tick, you'll put smiles on everybody's faces. Let's fast forward, if we can, to a situation where the club is bought by the Public Investment Fund, Neil. Do you mm. think they are or do you think they will be the type of owners to to respect the integrity and the history of Newcastle United and to and to kind of honour the traditions of the club? Do you expect them to be good owners? There's, there's certainly, in the relationship that they have with the other partners in the buy-in, there's certainly a, there's a understanding and a deep understanding. I am the last time Amanda Stavely spoke 
to make Ashley, I was aware of some of the things that they were trying to do. And, and they'd reached out to people around the city and then made contacts around the city. The Rubin brothers, who are part of the consortium, um, are, are developers in the city. And therefore, they have vested interest, not just in improving the club, but in improving the community too. Um, and so I think if they can be guided in that, the sky's the limit. They've, they've got people there who can shape, help shape and mould the decisions they make. Um, there's plenty of lessons to learn from what Abu Dhabi you've done at Man City, yeah. for example. Um, and and I yeah, I know about potential buyers and the reason haven't worked with Benzaya Group recently and sat, sat down and seen some of the things that they had planned um, had they gone ahead. And I'm quite sure that um, the, the Public Investment Fund have got bigger and better ideas because they've got a bigger and better pot of cash. Mm. And so... You know, I think they'll get it, and I think they'll be prepared to listen to the right people to help shape those decisions. There's no doubt about that. Let's talk about your manager, if we can, Neil. Now, I'm not sitting here for one second saying that Steve Bruce should lose his job. I don't like, and I mean this sincerely. I hate when managers, hate when anyone loses their jobs. For goodness' sake, Lee Clark joined us before the Mm. break, and I can understand his view on this. He said, "Listen, Steve deserves an opportunity to spend some of that cash. He deserves the opportunity. Give him resources and see what he can do." Is that a view you? share or is it a case of new owners, fresh start let's bring in a big hitter, let's bring in a Poch, let's bring in a Max Allegri, dare I say it, let's bring back Rafa Benitez I think Steve Bruce took a job that was an absolute hang in the nothing and I think he deserves respect for that, I think he deserves the very least to see the season out and finish the job he's, he's on in whatever form the season may or may not finish Um. Long term, is he the right choice for the the project they may have in mind? I probably doubt it. Yeah. Um, do I think he's right for it? Probably not. I've got to be honest. Um, he certainly would have been my first, second, or third choice. But you've got to respect also what he's done. Um, would there be a way to keep him at the club in some sort of role if he would be up for that? Well, that's another thing I would I would go and talk to people like Lee about as well. I'd want as many as many people in football who have a connection to the club by soul or by birth in involved with that club in some way, shape or form so that anybody walking through the doors in the club has no doubt about what they're getting into. Yeah, I hear you. And, and there's, so there's something in that, but is he the right man for the hot seat for the long term? Probably not, in my opinion. Last one from us, Neil. If Bruce isn't, give me a name. Who's the man on everyone's lips, on your lips and your friends and other supporters? Who's number one in the, the eyes of the Toon Army? Very difficult question. I know there's, there's a lot of people who would love to see Rafa back in some way, shape or form. Um, for me, the name that would excite me would be Pochettino. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you've got to look at what he did at Southampton, what he did at Tottenham, um, and I think I think he could have done even more at Tottenham if it just you know hung on a little longer. But it was that that's not my club, and it's not my my thing to say about what happens at other clubs. Um, but that would be the name that would excite me. You're on the same page as Lee Clark, Neil. I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear that. Yeah. Uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on then, it. <laughs> Not as close as you will be, I'm sure, but let's uh, let's keep it posted. And if this deal does go through, I'm sure we'll have you back on the phone very soon. But uh, for now, no thank you so much, Neil, for sparing the time tonight, OK? Pleasure, guys. Nice Top to stuff. speak to you again. Cheers, Neil. Neil Mitchell, Geordie dentist and former... Newcastle United Supporters Newca- Trust. Newcastle Chairman. United Supporters Trust Chairman. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. 
to enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.